Hello everyone, welcome to the first episode of the Y Monitor podcast, The Front Page, a podcast that gives you insight on popular participation and social accountability issues in Nigeria. In this episode, we speak with Joaquin Makembong on the 2023 elections and the potency of Nigeria's democracy. Sit back and enjoy. Good evening, my fellow Nigerians. <laughs> my name is Joachim Makembong. So I am so I am senior analyst with SBM Intelligence, and I do a number of other things besides that. Thank you, Renu. Uh, you have a good point there about the length of time it apparently takes to get your to get your PVC. Um, however, I want to raise I want to raise a point of difference. I don't think so. I think that Nigeria is quite, is gradually getting to a point where most of the people who are who want to vote or who want to register to vote have already been captured that is apart from those who are turning 18 and are thus eligible and thus by virtue of that uh you know are now able to vote so minus those turning 18 uh this year and also next year i think that most of the people who are eligible to vote have already been captured the real problem with the Nigerian electoral, with you know, with uh, with with Nigeria's participatory democracy, is the low voter turnout. Okay, uh, voter turnout in Nigeria has been declining over the last several cycles. Basically, since 1999, it's been going down. And in 2019, only 35% of people of registered voters vote cast their votes for president. Okay, so you have a scenario where in the entire country only 15 million people decided that uh, a candidate was their choice and as a result of that put him on the seat so that 15 percent means that of the total registered voters in 2019 right only about 16 percent or so cast a vote for the winner of that election that's the reality now we need to reverse low voter turnout. I don't think that the issue is so much voter registration, but voter turnout is the real problem. And I think that uh, when you have a scenario where uh, in the Lagos East senatorial by-election, only 10% of people turned out to cast a vote, you know, for that, you know, uh, for that election. In Anambra State uh, last year, the turnout was also about 10%. Uh, you 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 get a picture that uh, this twenty nine this twenty twenty two elections could be catastrophic for voter turnout, and I think that is where most of our focus should be should be should be put in my view, uh, and and the reason for this is simple: when you have a, a case whereby you have thirty percent, thirty five percent. 10 percent people voting for governor so governor in your states right 30 percent of people voting for governor sorry 10 of people voting for governor 10 percent of people voting for their senator you realize that people either don't understand the impact these people have on the way their lives are lived on a day-to-day basis number one or they know and they feel that for one reason or the other it's not worth it going out to vote so i think that those two reasons, you know, need to be addressed. Those two reasons and other reasons need to uh, um, um, need to be addressed. If we don't address them, 
then it doesn't matter how many people are already start to vote. It, it, it doesn't really matter. The point is you need to get people from registering to vote or from having their PVC to get them out into the streets to vote. And unless we can bridge that gap, then I don't think that we are going to achieve the aims that we, you know, that we have of having a much more robust uh, participatory democracy in Nigeria. Thank you. Well, in many ways, uh, democracy has not served us well uh, for for various reasons. So there hasn't been any of so for years now, for years now, there hasn't been any obvious <coughs> increase in the quality of lives of people. There isn't any significant optimism in the Nigerian project itself. And you only have those, you, you've only seen that optimism in spells, in short, short spells since 1999. Perhaps maybe from 1999 itself up to uh, maybe, maybe 2007. And then briefly again from, from, 2000 and, from 2008 to maybe 2013 or something like that. So what you have is, again, if people feel like the activity they are engaging in is not enriching their lives, then they are likely to stay away from it, number one, which then makes the outcomes, which then makes those outcomes worse, which then means that they see even less benefits because they are not involved, which then makes them stay away even more. So what you have there is a vicious cycle, right? So the more you stay away, the worse things get, and the less you are interested in getting involved in the electoral process at all, at any level. So that vicious cycle is what we have to find a way to break. We have to break that vicious cycle because we need to tell people two things. In my view, again, number one, people are going to be put in charge of your day-to-day -day life, whether or not you vote. So you might as well vote, number one. And number two, and maybe even maybe even more importantly, those votes, when you when you cast those votes, those votes will count. Those votes will count. The Electoral Act that was just amended by the president has put in place a number of additional safeguards to ensure that people's votes are counted. So one of them, and one of them that, that I've not really seen people talk about so much, is if 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 a if a if if a returning officer says that he was told to sign uh, resource sheets under duress, for example, INEC can invalidate that result. They now have that power to do so. It's now in the Electoral Act, for example. So if someone writes results and begins to harass and intimidate a returning officer, right, INEC can do what they need to do and invalidate that particular result. So that means that that particular avenue for vote rigging has been cut off. And there are various other things that are going to improve the process uh, in that amended electoral act. And I think that what we all need to do right now is to let people know that even interestingly, even before now, even before now in 2019 elections, you can see clear evidence of people's votes counting. Or let's not even do 2019. Let me let me give you guys an, an example from 2018. The Osho general election is going to happen in a few in a few weeks or, 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 or a few months' time. Does anybody re remember the margin of the 2018 general election? That 2018 general election was decided by 482 votes. 
482 votes. In other words, the average crowd at the average Lagos Owambe on a Saturday, on, on, on any given Saturday. Just for example. So if you are unhappy, for example, by the, by, the, by, the, by the performance of the current governor, you need to understand that that outcome could have been changed if 483 people had voted for the other guy. So I just want that to sink in. I actually have a, a, lo a fairly long list here of various close elections from 2019 alone and how votes are increasingly counting or it's, and it's harder than ever of course, you will expect politicians to also always try their luck. But these votes matter more than ever. If if they didn't matter, politicians will not come out looking 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 at asking for you to vote for them. The reason people engage in violence is because violence is effective. Violence is effective because the returns to violence, so the return on investment <laughs> in violence. I mean, well, if you can call it that, is that you can get people to still certify results okay even in the event of ballot boxes being snatched uh electoral officials being intimidated and so on and so forth now what is happening now or what has happened now is that the returns to electoral violence are gradually reducing so the impact the effectiveness of that violence is reducing because INEC has much more latitude than ever before to ensure that those elections that are affected by violence are either redone or the affected polling booths cancelled outright so long as it does not alter the overall the uh the, the overall election results now these things are important because when people realize that actually uh Violence at the polling unit can end up cancelling the entire election and asking for it to be redone, or the, elect the, the polling unit results are cancelled by INEC. What is likely to happen is that people are going to look for other ways. Now, you can, uh, uh, anyway, now we already know that people are giving money on the line to vote for one party or the other. It wasn't always like that. Before, they just come and scatter the whole place and everybody goes home. But now, they realize that, well, you can induce people to vote for you on the line, even though it is technically an infraction. Okay? But now they have started to look for how to get people, you know, try to convince them or incentivize them to vote one way or the other, instead of just as in proceeding to violence. So, I think that the elections, again, are unlikely to be perfect as usual but the the imperfections i think with every amendment or sort of amendments of the act those imperfections are really reducing every 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 single time um amendments are done and what we should do is we should let people out there on the streets our friends our neighbors let people know know this and help them to have that increased confidence that when they do vote that those votes are going to count. Just another quick one. In the Sokoto gubernatorial election, the one that uh, that was won by Amin Tambowa, he won the election with 342 votes. 342. And the votes cast were over a million. So 342 votes difference 
over a million with over a, uh, um, a million votes cast comes to a fraction of one percent that is how important votes votes are now so you are going to have this play out more and more and more and more and more so i think that we need to really communicate this effectively to people